This is your station, your music, the world famous WXIN, Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with the host Jake Helms. Show we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on ninety point seven WXIN. With me here today, I have Joseph Griswold and Maxina Turcott. And we have a lot we're going to talk about to you today. The trade deadline coming up in the NHL. Got some Bruins takes for all you hockey fans out there. All you long, long, long-suffering hockey fans out there in my audience. Also, we want to touch on the NBA trade de- deadline. Stuff going around around the Celtics. Guess what? They all hate each other. That's exciting stuff. And, you know, AAF's going on. We want to touch on that. A lot of NFL moves going on. A lot of kind of uh, no real big things this week. A lot of little, little things I'm going to try to get to. So uh, a little bit of diversity in the program this week, so that might be entertaining. Anyway, if you want to chime in on any of those things or you have anything you want to hear about, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-9946 or at 401-456-8787 and let me know what you want to talk about. Also, if you want to look at me, want to type me some comments, don't be afraid to go on Facebook. Go to the official go to the official Stadium Experience Facebook page and chime in on the Mike Kane Memorial live stream and drop me a comment, let me know what you think. Anyway, with all that out of the way, though, you are once again listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we are going to dive right on in here, and hello, everybody. Hello, kids. Hello. How are we today? Yes. we Jordan Jordan has left me for today. Jordan is Jordan has his own own little, little, little world to get to today, so it's us today. So Put me on the spot today. Yes. Well, you want... <laughs> Johnny on the spot. Yes. So... Things go to, obviously, the NHL trade deadline coming up February 25th. And I have not talked about the Bruins a lot all season. I've been paying attention to the Bruins. I've been following the Bruins. Haven't been talking about the Bruins because, you know, I'm not a hockey guy. You know, don't don't uh, don't don't pretend to be one a lot of the time. But, you know, when the when uh, when the puck comes a call and I answer. And that's why we have you. people are different. We have you on. They are different. They are a different breed. <laughs> they are a different breed. But that's why we have you on the show today. J- Joe, you want to talk about some hockey? You've been itching to get on. Oh, yeah, let's go. And, yeah, no, I mean, basically, I mean, the Bruins have, I mean, well, I guess to start, I mean, obviously, you know, with the trade, I mean, just get your, your thoughts, get my thoughts. I mean, how'd you characterize this year by the Bruins? Uh, I'd say, to be honest, we're in a worse spot than last year. Yeah, and it's difficult looking at the Bruins here because I, cause I guess my expectations also coming out of the season versus coming out of the free agency period and the draft are a lot different. And maybe part of that, you know, you know, you know, a part of that was probably just the high of the playoff run where they overachieved tremendously, which they did. They overachieved last year. They overachieved tremendously and you're like, oh, like now they guys got to make some additions. And then, you know, they miss out on like every... Well, missing out on Tavares, that's yeah. where you start. This offseason, That happened, uh, but that even, was, that even wasn't a guarantee. But then they really... Effectively, yeah, you pull apart your decoy, you get rid of Adam McQuaid, you, you mm-hmm. slug along the first six weeks of the season with you know yeah. six banged up defensemen. You got kids coming up, kids going down, no one can play, no one can put the puck in the net. Yeah, but you see, and then they come out, and then suddenly the expectations for the team conceivably should be lower, and they are. But then I look at this season, and then I ask, like, is this Bruins team? For what it is and what it has been from a like from the start of the season, has this Bruins team underachieved, or have they not? Because they're basically in the same spot they were last year. 
Nah, you're effectively they're still entering the play. They're still entering the playoffs. They are still the the third best team in their division, which I didn't have. I didn't think they were gonna ever be better than after the Maple Leafs got Tavares and the Lightning for what they are. They were never gonna be better than those two teams. Like they, I it's hard to say they're unachievable when they're still kind of hovering around that fourth, fifth, sixth spot in the Eastern Conference, and that's kind of where I had them pegged. So it's not like the Celtics. Where the, we're talking about Celtics later, where the Celtics I had going in the season, like they should be the second best team in the league, or the season's a failure. The Bruins are sort of right where they should be. It just hasn't looked good a lot of the season. Yeah, I mean, with the ugly start, I mean, you can't blame them. But if you if you're the well, you can't blame them. No, if you're Bruce Cassidy right now, you're sitting at seventy two points. You're, you're one point behind Toronto. Yeah. You know, you're not catching the Lightning, so you're playing Toronto round one. Montreal's not catching you for that wild card spot, that third spot in the Atlantic Conference. Uh, if you're Bruce Cassidy, you had to rely on defensemen that, you know, normally play, you know, 15 below minutes a game, and, and they're, they're, they're pulling 26 minutes a game with all the injuries. I mean, you're happy where you are. I mean, last night you finally get some secondary scoring mm-hmm. out of DeBrusque. Which they've lacked all season because a majority of the goals come from four guys. Absolutely. I mean, that that's the reason they got eliminated last season. You got one line. You got that power struggle mm-hmm. on that one line, and that's it. They're a one-line hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you argue the same point this year. I mean, unless they make some major moves or they try to make a move at the deadline, yeah. it, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to beat Toronto. They're going to move on to Tampa, and they're yeah. going to move in five, six games. I'm not just going to lock them in for beating Toronto. I don't know about that. I, I don't know what playoff series they'd be the favorite in right now, actually. Unless they're playing, like, the Islanders, maybe. Maybe I'd peg them as the favorites against the Islanders. Because they're just kind of bad. Even if they are first in their division, but who cares? They're bad. But other than that, like, I don't think they're beating the Capitals. I don't think they're beating the Lightning. I don't think they're beating the Maple Leaves. Like. But you look at the team, and then it, but then you go. We get to the deadline, and then you ask the question of... And this is what's getting tossed around a lot before we even get... Because I know you have names and everything. I know you... You were locked and loaded on this. You wrote an article about this last week. But you look at this team and this and what it is. Is this even a team that's worth investing in? Worth investing serious? Because last year, they did invest the resources. Yeah, Rick Nash. Would we give up a first round? The first round, first third round. First rounder. Would Rick Nash give you four goals in yeah, the playoffs? Yeah, like that was... And I liked that move at the time. because this Tw- is a t- 12 penalty minutes. Because this is a team that's accumulated a lot of assets. Over the last couple of years. They've also wasted a lot of assets. They have not done the best job drafting that they could. But still. Like overall Don Sweeney has done a fair job accumulating assets. But no. Like you look at it. Is this a team that's worth investing in? Because the hot thing. A lot of people are like. Oh well you gotta. Because you got all the kids. And you know. You don't want to. You don't want to waste the Bergeron. The Bergeron window. Or the Chara window. Or the Rask window. Chara window's done. Yeah exactly. But like you don't want to waste another year of these guys. But. The flip side to that is, is it worth making a subpar deal like you did for Rick Nash? Which at the time, they, they overpaid for Rick Nash. I don't think anybody ever went, oh, that's a fair price to pay for Rick Nash. Like, in a vacuum. But I also liked the deal at the time. I was like, yeah, they overpaid. But I'm glad that they brought in this guy. Like, they need to, you know, this is kind of their time to go. But now I don't think that. Like, I don't think a lot of these guys have come along the way you would hope that they would. McAvoy. Has not has whoa, not, whoa. has not been the same player he was last year. Like I, w- I would argue McAvoy is better than he was. Sure, better. but he has not. But he's been you know he hasn't been you know a building block for this team. He's a core fundamental. Him and Carlo. No, he, he, him he, and, him he and, is. 
But I'm just saying the year he's been having has not been phenomenal. And then, uh, you know, what What do the Celtics have? I'm going to start with this. The Bruins, what do I have? Like a thousand, you know, first, second round forwards who are supposedly great prospects. You're not getting anything out of any of them right now in terms of scoring. Where's Donato? Where's DeBrusque? Where's, like, the list goes on. You're not getting anything out of those guys. And, you know, it's almost... They're not getting what you'd think they'd be getting or what you would hope they'd be getting out of guys, which is the risk when you, you know, when you invest in young players and you, you know, because obviously, you know, everybody was saying last year, like, oh, well, next year, even if you don't add anything, all the young players will be better. So they'll be fine. That'll make up the difference, which like that's a risky thing to say in any sport. It's risky to say with the Celtics because their young players haven't been what you would have hoped. But inversely, the Red Sox. Everybody was like, oh, well, they didn't. Well, they added J.J. Martinez, but even before the doubt, even if they don't add anything, Betts will be better. Bogarts will be better. Bradley will be better. And he wasn't better. But you get the point. Like, sometimes it works out, but that is the risk. And then, you know, is it worth it to waste assets or to, well, not waste assets, but yeah, like, you, like, maybe not manage assets as shrewdly as you can to, you know, take advantage of the Bergeron window, that kind of thing. Is it worth it or is it not? Because I tend to look at it and I start to think, you know, I they're not gonna I don't think they're gonna add anything that's gonna make them a cup favorite. And it feels like the time that they could have maximized the value out of a lot of these guys, not necessarily the McAvoys, but some of these secondary guys that teams were hot on, it feels like the hype on a lot of those prospects is cooled, and it feels like maybe they they've lost a chance to fully maximize all their assets. Because sometimes, once again, this is a thing, this is a thing in the NBA. This is a thing in baseball. This is a thing in the NHL. You don't want to just be throwing away your young talent. And then the NFL is a totally different animal because you only have so many young players. But young athletes, young players, young talent, It's there's a balancing act with that. And teams will... You don't want to just throw away your young talent at the first inkling. You don't. As a sports team, as a management, you don't. You never want to, because that's cost control. Those are guys that are developed. Those are guys that can be your building blocks. But inversely, you don't want to hold on to guys through thick and thin, hold on to guys, wait for them to develop, and then wind up with, you know, an above-average player. Like, I look specifically, once again, not look at the NHL, because this is how much I love avoiding talking about hockey. You look at the Wizards. How long do they hold on to Otto Porter for? Forever. They hold on to him like this is a young guy. He's going to develop. We're not going to trade him. We're going to pay him. And then what do they get out of that? They get an above average forward in a league that is full of those. He was a good player, but guess what? In the end, not a building block. But you invested the kind of time and effort and you rejected the kind of trades that treat him like that. And I think the Bruins might have done that here. They seem that they have a log jam of forwards and it feels like the shine has come off on a lot of these prospects. And now they're just kind of stuck in this flux and it feels like they might their best move. And I can't, and I even thought this a little bit during the off season, even like even before these guys were performing the way they were just after the, you know, the maple leaves added Tavares. Looks like the thunder might be getting some guys, you know, both those teams are probably teams that have better young players than you. Like overall, I kind of started to look at it and I started to think, you know, maybe the Bruins should even try to go all in for a couple of years. Maybe they should wait for these teams to get a little older now because it feels like they're going to be the also-rans of the Atlantic for a little bit. 
because this these are teams that have better young cores than you and they've been able to bring in a couple of actual star players so yeah i mean i it feels like the bruins trying to make trades right now might just be like them banging their head against a wall uh they've done this in the past i mean like i said uh last year's rick nash trade horrendous this year that that core is there the, the bergeron marchand chara you, you're talking a couple years at max uh a trade for someone like wayne simmons is, is one guy i'm actually high on you know that's someone you're not going to give up a ton of assets for you're not going to give up crazy picks for a ton of assets or lose a ton of money or take on a huge contract but it's a guy with a tremendous amount of playoff experience good on the power play gets in the dirty areas and pure and simple the bruins aren't going to win another championship with scoring i mean they were never that team they're never going to be that team even in a league that's trending towards more goals they're second in the league in defense right now you add someone like simmons as a forward a good defensive forward can play some hockey real good real good player and then you keep your core players like mcavoy and you keep debrusque and you keep bergeron you keep crazy and you can get a little bit of secondary scoring from someone like dan heinen then you're talking maybe some compete level with the lightning i mean and at the end of the day, we all know the one key component that we just can't put together for the playoffs, and that's Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask just can't put it wholeheartedly together and put mm-hmm. together a series against a high-scoring team. But it's just, and I'm not even talking in terms of the season, because I think that the Bruins are kind of at a crossroads, like, for their long-term futures and organization. I do think that the way this team, like, they need to, like, they can't kind of toe this line anymore of, like, oh, we're going to kind of try to compete. We're going to kind of try to develop these prospects. Like, they need to make, I think, like, maybe this upcoming offseason, if it wasn't last offseason, where maybe they should have been been preemptive. Like, I get, it's hard, I, I get it's hard to do that. I'm not criticizing them for not making something bold, because I get it. Like, you're coming off of a play, of ri- winning a playoff round. Like, guess what? Like, you know, they're not the most. You call five games almost winning. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I get it. But sometimes you got to be shrewd, and you got to zig when people want you to zag. But. It's like this is the offseason and they kind of have to decide like what their plan is going forward the next couple of years. If that is trying to win now with, you know, kind of the husk of not the husk of Bergeron. Bergeron's still a great player, but like, you know, if you try to win with those guys still now, or do you invest in these prospects? And then if you invest in going forward with these prospects, who are the prospects? Like, who are the like out of all of their play? Right, again, we keep hearing about all these great young players. Who are the building blocks among them right now? Like, who are the guys you keep? Who are the guys that aren't interchangeable with each other? You're talking all them guys are on the back end. You don't. You barely have forwards that can do that. You got Carlo. You got McAvoy. You're gonna build from the back forward. I mean, that's what they did when they brought in Chara. What, fifteen years ago now? You gotta. You gotta build with the Grizzlies. You gotta build with the Carlos. You gotta build with the McAvoys. I mean, as far as forwards, Don Sweeney can't hit on a forward to save his life. These guys cannot put the puck mm-hmm. in the net. I mean, Heinen gets, he's got, what, four goals, four assists in his last six, I think. It's the hottest he's going to get. You probably won't see production like that for the rest of the season. I mean, I think people are overselling these forwards. Don Sweeney cannot hit. We had JFK. We pushed him in the lineup for six, seven games. I think he he went minus six. He can't play. He can't play defense. You got these young guys coming. They got no body. They don't get in the dirty areas. I mean, what I always thought with the Bruins, they're stuck in old time hockey in a new league. I no, mean, they are. And when they brought in, and when they brought in, they brought in David Backus. David Backus. The only thing he's good for is he'll throw one check a game. No, but when they brought in Cassidy, it looked for like, look, I think Cassidy has gone a long way in like moving this team forward from what it was under Claude. I mean, Claude's, but, Claude's bringing Montreal back around though. Yeah, good for him. 
I mean, but Bruce Cassidy, I think he's done a good job at modernizing his team, at least to some degree. He, but he, he's still focused on the fundamentals of defense and getting the puck. Well, that's what feet. you have to do when you don't have the players to score. I, I, I mean, you can't. Don that's, Sweeney can't hit on anyone. That can I mean, score. that's what you like. You want to say that, but like, yeah. Guess what, coaches do. Guess what? When your coach of any sport is emphasizing fundamentals <laughs> and being tough, it's probably you just that don't means you're talent. a bad team. But, but at any level of any sport, listen to this though. You the got coach is like, our identity is going to be being tough. That means you all suck. What about Edmonton? <laughs> they can put up the goals with the best of them. They can't stop anything. That's no, what that so means. It's, it, you, you're sure. St- they're stuck in the middle between. You know, they try. You can try to pipe in this talent, but then you're going to lose that defensive yeah, effort. I stuck. mean, even Toronto. No, they're That's stuck in the middle in a lot of areas. They're yeah, stuck in the middle of what kind of... If we play Toronto, Toronto doesn't have any defense. They're all scoring. If Tukarask plays four solid games, that's a win. That's a series You don't win. have to play great defense against the Bruins. I would argue against You that. don't have to because they're going to score because they can't score. They can't put... If they get to the third line, they're not putting the puck in the net against a decent team. Like, they're not... Sure, like, they're going to look better against a mediocre defense, but guess what? You don't need great defense to stop a mediocre offense. Like that, 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 like once again, like not trying to be this big hockey guy because I'm not. But just look at the Bruins and they, they need to pick a direction because they've been straddling that line for a while. I think they're obligated to to go for a championship. I think they're obligated to keep that core together. I don't think no matter what they get if they move these young players, no matter what. Okay, well, what about get, say something that's been kind of on? What about the prospect of moving Krejci? No way. It's you don't think. Happen. I think it's possible. Where? If you don't, Where ex- and how? If Where, you don't accept a huge return on him. Yeah, you have to get a huge return on no, him. No, you don't. You can get a third liner. You bring in a third or a fourth liner to this team, that's going to be an upgrade. You bring in, like, an average, slightly above average forward on an expiring contract, that's an upgrade for this team in those areas. Are you kidding me? That's an upgrade for this team because they can't score after the first two lines. And you would get to get rid of Krejci's contract? Are you kidding me? That's the most ridiculous seven, thing I've heard. How is that ridiculous? Krejci's a core player. Who man. cares? He's playing arguably his best season. Yeah, things are going to be playing well in two years? you got to win now. No, you don't. You have to They're win They're not going to win now. They can win now. They're not going to win now unless they radically reshape the roster. They're not. The, the team as they have... Or some of these young guys need to take a massive step forward. Which... I don't know. That's not a perfect science. Because this isn't 2K. This isn't 2K. This isn't Shell. Like, guys don't have, like, a developmental rating. Yeah, no. Pl- Superstar I, developmental stats. Like, they don't have that. Like, Slap it's not, it on. It's not a linear progression. It's not. And it's just, like, I, it, I don't. I just, like, I it, don't look. All right. So, with Pasternak out for two weeks, at least. Probably more likely four to six Yeah, weeks. we haven't gotten four, to Pasternak being hurt, listen, by the way. Listen. They might miss the playoffs. Listen, no, no, no. Four to, four to six weeks. I'll tell you what. You want that giant progression forward? You want that giant sure. step? This is actually the best thing that can happen to the Bruins. Sure. But then yeah. the but you see, that's the thing. If you think that opening up opportunities for the young guys to play is going to be the best way to develop them and have them become the future of the team, guess how you get them the time to develop? You don't have them sit behind the veterans that you're holding on to because you're trying to hold on to this, to the vestige of a glory that you don't have. If that's what you're saying, if you're at the point where you're like, oh, well, the post injury is great because that means that, like, these guys can get playing time. Guess what? Just get rid of the old guys, get what you can for them, and move forward with the young guys and let them develop. If that's what you want to do. 
They just need to pick a direction because once again, you straddle the line. You're not developing the young guys the best you can, and you're not trying to win now the best you can, and you're stuck in the middle. And it's the NHL, and it's hockey, and yeah, sometimes if you heat up and you go into the playoffs as like the last seed, yeah, you can somehow win a cup. I'm not. This isn't. This isn't basketball. This isn't football. This isn't baseball where talent usually wins. But still. You want to put yourself in the best position to think, like you want to bank on like the miracle run, go for it. But no GM is getting paid to facilitate an unlikely miracle run. That's not what Don Sweeney's here for. Peter Shirelli got paid. Peter Shirelli's career is on miracles. Peter Shirelli has not. Yeah, made he's one, doing great right he has, now. He hasn't made one solid move in his entire career. Yeah, Peter Shirelli just and he banks on miracles and he's done all right for himself. I mean, he's sitting on the couch now. Yeah, but. I mean Peter Shirelli, freaking. He, he's the only guy that could the get, you know, Connor McDavid and spoil that away. Or Tyler Sagan. Shh, we don't talk about that. We do talk Although about that. Although the Stars organization's currently falling apart yeah, as well. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, no, 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 no. Basking yeah, I can't wait for 20 years from now when I get to write articles about if, if the Tyler Sagan or the Jimmy Garoppolo trade was worse. Can't wait for that. Bart Star. Bart Scar, rather. I could make a living doing that. I am so excited. But... I'll be doing that every week. It's just reruns of Jimmy G articles. I just have a column every week where it's like, well, what was worse? Well, today I woke up and I was watching some more Jimmy G highlights. Yeah. So this this week it's the Garoppolo trade was worse. But maybe next week I'll kind of cycle back to Sagan. Uh, but yeah, Sagan, the, Joe Thorne, too. Look at you bringing out the... Joe Thorne's beard alone is reason to have him in Boston right now. It's true. You're not wrong. But it's just like... I. I feel like the Bruins need to pick a direction. Like, yeah, like in the short term, sure, like I can list like, like, you know, like third line forwards who are going to help them. But in the end, like none of those guys are going to like change the direction of the franchise. And like I said, I don't think adding anybody's really going to help. If you take it back to the 2011 cup run, I mean. Doesn't matter. You top get, top you to c- bottom, that's not a talent. That's yeah, I don't not care. a superstar like you, talent. Just because you won one almost 10 years ago doesn't mean you now compare everything to that. I know that like half the players are still around for some reason. But <laughs> you don't just compa- throw on their rookie contracts and you don't just compare some. Yeah, I don't. But you don't just compare things to one cup run either. That's dumb as well. And it's easy, but you don't do it. Like Kevin Garnett's not just coming through the doors again. You're not trading it. You're not just gonna steal Pedro from somebody. Like that's not how that works. Okay, no, every no, cup run is different. It's we're, the same. We're two weeks away from a tread di- de- deadline where they can they can make some noise. And two I mean, weeks away, not, two weeks they, away from finding out that Pasternak is out for the year. Yeah, that that's a possibility. I mean, who knows if he'll even get back to form? You're talking 31 goals so far this yeah, season. Completely shut him down, and then doesn't have a thumb. No thumb and a shooting in. Tore his then what? thumb because he drinks too much. That's exactly what happened. Which happens. I mean, we all fall sometimes. But <laughs> oh my God, you go loose and you fall on your back, you idiot! You never put out your hand. Never put out your hand when you fall when you're drunk. That's asking for a disaster. Oh my god, I've actually sprained my wrist doing that. Exactly. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's bad. Yeah, you it's do. Bad. No, you fall on your back and you go limp. And you kind of roll a little bit. That's what you do. If David Parsonock wants to come in and get like some advice on how to fall. Like, I gotta bring like a stunt coordinator there for the freaking Bruins now. David Parsonock called a line. We'll tell you how to fall drunk. No, but really, though, like, so the real purpose, David Posternock, like, John Wall, they all need, they all need, like, hospice care for these guys now. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude takes checks from 240-pound guys at 25 miles an hour every night. Yeah, doesn't know how to fall. <laughs> can't fall. No, wow. can't, can't, doesn't know how to fall in his wow. hand. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so that's what's going on with the Bruins right now. So that's kind of my big picture. Is they need to have like a real like serious like. If they win the cup, we're gonna come back to this date. And I'm gonna come in studio. I have, yeah, yeah. You and all the Red Sox fans and all the Patriots fans, write it down. Get folks. in line, Joe. Get in line. Yeah, teams I've doubted, <laughs> except this one I feel really confident about. If you really want me to go in, but anyway, yeah. Long story short, the Bruins need to have like a heart to heart, like, well, like a like a heart to heart. But they need to sit down, decide what the future of the team is, and. Do just commit to something. And then you know what? Like if like suddenly like next year, like Donato and like I don't know. Don't don't even say JFK. Yeah, like J like Carl if they like all suddenly pop and they're great, then fine. Then maybe then you accelerate the plan. But have a plan, because it doesn't feel like they have a plan right now. Their plan is kind of try to win, kind of try to develop prospects, and guess what that gets you? Like the fifth seed, and you're third in the Atlantic Division, and that's all you get. So yeah, so we can take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll dive into we'll talk about the AAF. Cause I have a chance to look up some of the stuff about that. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Maybe maybe we'll if we don't talk about that enough, we'll dive into the, into the, into the Celtics. I don't know. We'll see though. <laughs> we'll see what we got. So that big league tease for you all out there. Anyway, though, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. Joseph Griswold, Maxine Turcotte alongside me, and we'll be right back in just a minute. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Sleep all day. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Paul Stanley from KISS for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Some of us work months producing a CD, but in less time than it takes to play it, someone will be killed in an alcohol-related crash. So please don't drive when you've been drinking. Plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver. Remember... Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. 
The odds of him opening his own clothing store at the age of 18? One in 138,000. Excited to be a part of pop culture, he packed for the big city. The odds of finding someone to invest in his vision? One in 4.5 million. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Do you know which tree Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans? Which tree Abraham Lincoln used to cross a river? And what tree William Penn used as a landmark for his map? Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. There's an easy way to find out. Go to the National Arbor Day Foundation's website, arborday.org, for whatever you need to know about trees. At arborday.org, you'll find out what trees are right for planting where you live and that the oak is the people's choice for America's national tree. It was a Sunnybrook oak which Andy Jackson rested under on his way to the Battle of New Orleans. You'll have to go to arborday.org for the other answers. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. That's arborday.org. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 East Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the Gangsta Rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Lasco Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN. Ninety point seven WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elvely, Joseph Griswold, Maxina Turcott, both here alongside me. We were talking some hockey. That's right. If you missed it, start the conspiracy theories because there was a hockey segment on the Stadium Experience. Those are few and far between, but there was one here today. So mark, mark it on the calendar, kids. Mark it down on the calendar. Anyway, though, we're gonna be changing gears here a little bit. So I exit all the Bruins tabs, so I'll never see it again. 
We're going to be diving into some stuff. We're going to talk about the AAF here a little bit. Joe's passionate about it. Joe's been wanting to talk about it. And, I mean, I'm pretty... I am, I am conceptually interested, and so we're going to dive into that. If you want to chime in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in 401-456-9946 or 401-456-8787 and let me know what you think. So, yeah, we're going to move on. So, this weekend, and I, I have not, you know, watched, you know, full games. I've watched clips. I've seen it. It's not that I'm not interested. I just kind of didn't know what was happening, which, by the way... Make some things about, just in general, this league kind of fascinating. Because the AAF, in its debut Saturday night, it's debut Saturday right? They outdid the NBA on ABC in terms of ratings, which I know regular season basketball is stupid and lame and nobody wants to watch it. But still, it's impressive it did that with a lot of people not knowing that it was happening. 2.9 million viewers. Exactly. Which, once again, from my perspective, I didn't know. I had no idea what was going on. You think it would be all the nerds like us, but none of us were even watching it. So I don't know who was watching this, but somebody was watching this, and it happened, and people like it. People tend to have good reviews. Like, I've seen some plays, and they're do. And I, I mean, I, I'm not going to, like, sit here and, like, quibble about, like, the quality of play, other than the fact that it didn't look terrible, which is, you know, what your first, you know, what you're going to fear when you're looking at something just starting you're going to be afraid that it's going to be bad but from all accounts it doesn't look bad and they're doing some things and i suppose joe you kind of have a list of all the little changes they've been making yeah i can go over a couple of yeah them. and i just kind of i think we should just go one by one down the list discuss them and just kind of all right see where it lands us i mean that feels like the easiest way to format this i mean first like the big one no kickoffs really no kickers in general except for field goals correct they yeah. do have field goals, right? I uh, I actually didn't see any. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, yeah, they have the whole no, Chargers. There are kicker. field goals, but no extra points. No. No kickoffs. No kickoffs, which punts, though, right? They do have punts. Mm. They do have punts, which is something that the league has been kind of trending towards, it seems. Eliminating kickoffs, which I am torn on because statistically, kickoffs are very dumb. Kickoffs don't amount to anything ever. Ever. Like, you look, the history of kickoffs, every kickoff return touchdown, like, the last, like, 10 years has gone in the same direction, and it's been the same chart. It's been the same run to the right every time. John Boyce made a video on this, and it is alarming. Because literally almost every touchdown is run, you get the ball on the left, run to the right, and go up the sideline. That is every kickoff return. I am not exaggerating. So they're kind of also a high rate of injuries and they're just kind of doing kickoffs, but not doing kickoffs at this point. Cause now you can't take off before the ball reaches the returner and they just keep trying to make I mean, it 99% of the time. They're putting it out of the back of the end zone anyway. Exactly. So like, I know that like Bill Belichick would have like a conniption if kickoffs were to be eliminated from the game. But what do you say on that part of it? Not even getting into the. Lack of a PATs kickoffs, Joe. Where are you on kickoffs? Uh, they they're guiding towards shortening up the game. They say t kickoffs take too long. I mean, I say go for it. I mean, I, no one likes watching kickoffs. So we're gonna spend a TV timeout right after. Anyway. Well, you see, you see, the last right thing. To the action. I don't mind kickoffs. I would rather them not get rid of kickoffs. I would just rather they they're smarter with the way they handle it in terms of a broadcast. Cause that's easy. It sounds like you just don't want them to. You want them to format the broadcast differently, which is just. Don't have a timeout after the kickoffs, which which to my end I kind of don't go. And I, 
Then the other debate, the thing that kind of keeps coming up is the how you handle onside kicks. Because without kickoffs, you do lose that theoretical ability for a team to get the ball back. That being said, onside kicks are stupid and dumb and never happen, ever. You know their onside rule, right? No, I don't. Oh, What is it? No onside rules. I, I believe, all right, so I... Oh, I'm trying to find it. It's like a fourth and twelve. They give you the ball at your own, uh, the opposing, no, your own twenty-seven. Interesting. And you have to take a fourth and twelve, and then you run a play. Interesting. Phenomenal. You see that I like. See, Love it. Like you need something. I, I even like if they kept kickoffs, I would want them to change the onside rule somehow because it's just too hard. It doesn't amount to anything. There's no challenge in it. You don't convert the onside kick. It's like it's an empty idea. It's just false hope. See a fourth and twelve, they're like that's doable. Now, can you only do it within, like, the last two minutes? Yeah, instead of an onside kick, if a team is trailing by 17 points or there's five minutes or less left in the fourth. that's too, See, that's, that's too specific. Yeah, they're limiting it. I don't like it being, like... Well, because fourth... Hey, you practice, you're in practice. You're practicing, you know, wait, see, I don't, I don't, fourth and 12s all the time. You're getting the ball back. It's 72 to zero in the first quarter. Well, you see, I don't, I don't like it being, like... We see, I don't like it being down by 17 in the last five minutes? I would say you can just do it in the last two minutes. No, no. Seven, if you're trailing 17 points at any point, or there's five minutes or less. See, 17, I don't like it. I kind of want 14. I feel like, so what, if you're down by 14, you go down the field in like 30 seconds, you get the ball, you get you have to kick it off with like a minute 15 left to go. You can't do an on, and you're down why, by seven. Why is three possessions the barometer? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so weird. Two possessions make sense. Three possessions is weird. That's what I'm saying. Like... Feels like at that point, like the game's over. They're like, how do we get different, but not that different? Yeah, like that's we know two possessions. That's perfect. Like, I maybe I'd make like a fourth and fifteen. And you're rocking two possessions at the end of halftime and coming out of half. That's yes. what it should be, the equivalent. Yeah, no, that yeah, no. I just think it's just be like last two. I mean, really, I just think you should just be able to do it within like the last two or three minutes, whatever. If you really want to get ballsy. That's weird. Yeah, why is that three possessions? All right, so I don't. I they, they're getting there. Oh, absolutely. And then they're eliminating PATs, which I like, I guess. I, I mean, mean I, the NFL is like one PAT missed a week. Yeah, I don't I don't have this like gigantic like love or hate of PATs or of kickers. I, I don't hate kickers like most people. Yeah, no, I don't either, but I mean Keep like kickers in fantasy I do, football. I do like the idea of them. Yeah, I've won I like I've won games over I won 28 kicker. points for my kicker Super Bowl week. I've like I've I've won games based on kickers as well. Are you kidding me? Like Dan, I was at a game once. I was at a Monday night game between the Redskins and the Cowboys, where I needed to win to make the playoffs. And Dan Bailey was my last player going, and he dropped 18, and he won the game on a 50 yarder that put me in front. And since then, I've loved Dan Bailey. <laughs> Love Dan Bailey, most accurate kicker of all time. Or second most accurate kicker of all time. One of the two. But I know he was most accurate at one point. I think uh, Tucker might have overtaken him. But so, but I kind of like teams going for two all the time. I don't know. Just if anything, because that'll lead to like some wackier scores that you never see. I mean, they already ran the Philly special. They did. Yeah. That's fun. Week one, rock it out. Let's That's go. That's fun. It, I think it brings a, some good components of the college game a little looser. And then, you like, know, the I, fundamentals of the NFL. I enjoy that. No, like I, I enjoy that. Like I wouldn't mind the, like I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing that at least for like a while because just if anything, it's just different. Like I mean, they're marketing it as a developmental league for yes. the NFL, which, which basically the 
Uh, I don't think there's enough going into it for it to be a developmental league, well, honestly. If they develop it into that, that's the only way they're going to stay afloat, in my opinion. No, I, well, I don't know, though. I think they could stay afloat. Well, they could stay You're afloat. talking three leagues next year. Well, because it will, yeah. But they're staying afloat because they're not spending anything on it right now. Like, even if, like, they just kind of keep going like they're going, like, there's not a lot of money invested in this right now. So it could be profitable for a while. Like, it's not anywhere close to, like, the level where it could be a developmental league for the NFL. I feel like just looking at it, like, eyeballing who's playing and all that. But I think there's, like, just, like, even if it's a market just to have, like, spring football that's just, like, entertaining enough and has, like, weird players involved in it. Like, I'm looking down the list. I mean, I'd rather watch this than, you know, some, like, top 10 ranked college team play, you know, some FC State, you know, But like team. But it's not even any of that. You can't even do that right now. Yeah, it's... No, like, I would rather... dead zone right now. No, exactly. Like, it's either this or you can watch, like... Late regular season basketball, like, uh, like, but you can, so even if like it never evolves to anything beyond what it is, like I think there's a market for it. Like you can have like all these weird, wacky players. Like one of the teams just signed Jamarcus Russell. Sign me up. I'm there. I'm there. Me Get too. Also, Jamarcus Russell is only 32, which is crazy to me. So he's like 70. I thought. What's he weighing now? About 350. Oh God, I can't wait to see. He's like one Big Mac away from a heart attack. Yeah, how how old is Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, thirty three. That's crazy. That's crazy. He's, He's only closer to a professional wrestler than a professional quarterback. But no, but like I I mean like yeah like obviously they're not gonna develop but like the fact like Trent Richardson. Exactly. Like, Mettenberger. If, if but like if anything it's just funny because I can look at it and be like ha, Trent Richardson is doing something. I think he went thirty one carries, seventeen yards. Excellent. He's- He's trying. Phenomenal. He's trying. Feed him the rock. But you see, like, Trent Richardson's not playing in the NFL, but it's sure fun to see him trying. I want Peyton Hillis. I do, too. Peyton Hillis. I would die. I've been trying to. Okay. I've been trying to find a Peyton Hillis, Arizona jersey forever, and I can't. Peyton Hillis gets the Madden cover and flubs out of the NFL. I really want, like, a college Peyton Hillis jersey. Love it. And I can't find one. And it drives me insane because I want it so bad. But, yeah, like, it's fun, if anything, just because, like, Hackenberg is in it. Like, I don't know. Next thing you know, they're going to be calling up Matt Weinert. It's like 44. I mean, maybe. I mean, they have, like, Blake Blake Sims playing. Uh, Remember Blake Sims? They're going to call Phil Sims. They have a Sunday of Matt Sims playing. Uh, Remember when he was on the Jets? Terrible. I do. And now he's... And now he's a member of the... I have a list here of players who are in the AAF. He's, I know that's the power rankings for the AAF, excuse me. He's uh, on the Atlanta Legends with Aaron Murray, who's terrible. They got smacked. It was like well, I mean, 42 bagels. Their starting quarterback is Aaron Murray, who's terrible, who's absolute garbage. See, skill positions are going to be fun to watch. The receivers, running backs, there's a lot of those to go around. No, I, can't, I love seeing all the bad quarterbacks. You got, I am, bad I am, quarterbacks, that's I am where you con- make your money. I am a connoisseur of crappy quarterbacks. That's where you make your money. You want like, to see I am a connoisseur of crappy quarterbacks. I've been that for my whole throws. life. Yes, I love it. You came to the right place. I love bad. You don't even get it like how hyped I am reading this list. Like I can like see Zach Mettenberger again. Handoffs to the wrong side. Like no, like problem is these can't guys that like they leave the league too quickly cuz they're bad. And it's it. sad. So, but now I get to see some of that. Like I get to see Garrett Grayson, Josh Johnson. You know what's funny is Josh Johnson's going to have a stud year like 28 touchdowns, oh, yeah. two picks. The NFL is going to be like, let's take him. Let's do it again. Let's try let's it Let's do it again. And let's then he's going to come in the NFL. Let's run it back. Wasn't he in the, the NFL? Thing. Wasn't he on the Redskins this year? Was he? Wasn't he? Wasn't he with somebody like that? Wasn't Josh Johnson in the NFL like two that's, weeks ago? That's terrible. He started for them. No. 
Jeez. I think. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> oh, maybe not. No, yeah, he was on the Redskins. That's awesome. Yeah. And now he's in the AAF. He's like, okay, I got my week off. Hey, Josh Johnson doesn't stop. Josh Johnson's like, I got my week-long offseason. Time to hop back on the grind. I think it was like 150000 or 250000 for three years. Yeah, I'm sure they're not making a lot of money. No, they're not. I'm sure they're not making a lot of money. They have incentives for, like, getting out in the community, which is cool. It's oh, a neat good. Thing to good. Do. Neat. Down with that. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, they can't, they can't ask them to because they don't have the money to donate. That's true. But you go, like, rake leaves or something on that salary. Dude, these rosters are phenomenal. Oh, it's it's the best. It's great. I love it. Like I'm I'm waiting for like Manzel to join or something. These people are just walking off the street out of college. They're like seventh round talents. No, it is like it's it's great. Like I love everything about it. No, like I do. Like they have Bishop Sankey in there. Remember Bishop Sankey? These are, these are all the guys that all, all those, you know, couch scouts, they yeah. sit back and like, oh, he's going to blow up in the NFL. Yeah, no, it's always like this big-armed quarterback who yeah. aren't good at anything. Like, it's great. throw 70 yards. Like, I love everything. No, like, I love everything about this, and I hope that they just exploit that and just start doing weird crap. Oh, they have to. Like, they bring, the like, Dexter way. McCluster out of retirement or something? Like, I would pay good money to see I Dexter I love Dexter McCluster. McCluster. <laughs> like, no, really, just bring, like, I don't know, like, there, there are plenty of running backs. Like, that's the thing. Like, the running backs are fine. Like, they can get NFL-level running backs. Because there were just like a thousand running backs on the planet. Yeah, there's a lot of those skill positions. You know, you got 20 it's guys that can run, you know, four or five. Funny, four yeah. Or fun, fun enough to watch. Yeah, bring like, uh, who's another guy that could get? All these corners get are like above, DeAnthony Thomas. All these corners are like 5'2". Like get like DeAnthony Thomas? Uh, uh. He returned to kickoff once in the preseason his rookie year, and that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need? No, That's get, a resume builder. Get like Kareem Hunt, like. Greenland's gone. He's signed. I know he's on the Browns right now, which is bizarre. I mean, it's still on a wrap. Browns love the press because he's still on the commissioner exempt list. I love it. Yeah, Browns are going all in. They're like, okay, we're done. We're sacrificing our soul already. But yeah, no. So I'm uh, I'm all in on the AAF. I am kind of all in on it. I don't want it to get better. Now you got to pick a team. I want it to. I do. You're right. Let me look at the list of teams. Let me look at the power rankings. I'll pick my team. Oh, you're going with the power rankings. You're not no, just going to go on the logo like I'm, the rest of us? I'm just going to read the teams first. I'm just having it up. Arizona Hotshot, Orlando Apollos, San Antonio Commanders, the Salt Lake Stallions, the Atlanta you, Legends, Jake. the Birmingham Iron, the San Diego Fleet, and the Memphis Express. Oh, but wait a minute. I do love trains. I think I was going to go in with Memphis. I turned on the game. It was 17-0. Okay, well, who's like, on that? Well, who's on Dude, the- listen. They got Zach Manberger and Christian Hackenberg. No, that's on the- uh, that, That's the Express. Oh, that is the that Express. That is. It's the Express. Ooh, and Zach Stacy. They're stacked. I think the other day I was asking where Zach Stacy ever went. I thought he retired to take care of his like brother who has like- Who's like severely disabled. Well, guess who's back. I guess, yeah, I guess he's done with that. I think, <laughs> I, I, think I got bored with it. Uh, there's a guy named Alton Pig Howard. Guess him and like the Washington Wizards went half season on hospice care. Oh God. Um, Mike Singletary is their coach. That's, That's enough so for funny. me. Say no more. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I I'm might. In. Let me look. Let me look at their jerseys. Let me let me at least see what they look like first. I'm not gonna commit to a team until I see what their jerseys look like. You know, it's fine. I never got to really pick a team in my in my life. You know, everything else I've just been raised to like. I didn't get any choice. Now I get to make these kind of choices as an adult. Oh, I do not like these jerseys, though. Oh, I do not love these jerseys. I'm going to look at all the jerseys. All right, we're going to look at all of them. 
because that 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 is a, that is part of it. Like, who has the dumbest players? All right, the stallions. Ah, uh, eh, eh. The hot shots. No, no, not a fan of green and yellow. Mike Martz is a head coach in this league. That's crazy. Mike Martz. Ooh, the Atlanta legends are purple and gold. What was Mike Martz doing Who's when they called the... him up and they said, you need this job? Not a lot. That, I don't think that was much of an interview, but that was much of a pitch. Who's on the Atlanta legends? Oh, but they have Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray sucks. I can't root for that. Um, the San Diego fleet. Ooh, they look cool. I don't know. I don't know if I have a team. I got to think about this. The iron look pretty cool. I don't know. Do you have a team? Have you picked a team? This is hard. I can't pick one. I'm looking at this Memphis. This is a lot. I'm telling you. I'm looking at Memphis too, but I just don't love their uniforms. But like, I like where it is. It's a great city. I've been to Memphis. Big fan. Um, Really like trains. You know, going to this train thing. That that really reaches out to me. They got, they got Hackenberg. Like... Yeah, Hackenberg is really selling me, man. They got Hack. They got Zach. I got me too. Hackenberg like, and Mettenberger, man. They're kind. Yeah, stacked. like those are those are. Remember when Mettenberger tried to get all tough when they drafted Mariota? Oh, remember that? Remember when he was like, "Well, Mariota's gonna have to take the job from my dead body," and then it's like, "Nope." They offered him the job out of camp, and then Mettenberger was gone. Well, when you throw the ball, like Zach Mettenberger. And then he was on the Chargers for a little while, because he followed Mike McCoy there. And I just know that for some reason. Because like I said, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of bad quarterbacks. <laughs> I told you. Like, I exclusively follow the movement of yes, I do. subpar quarterbacks. I do. Like, religiously. It's great. I love it. I honestly do, though. Uh, like, I'm very up to date on all of this. The draft board is literally just who's going to bust and oh, how I'm long it's going to take for them I'm to get out of the I'm super up to date on, like, the backup quarterback situation on every team. In the like, ask me any team and I'll tell you. Chad Henney's still around. He Chad needs Henney to go to the AF. is still around. He's backing up Patty Mahomes. No, you're right. He is. He, he is. He would be an AAF all-star. I tell you what, Ryan Tannehill to AAF. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's going to the Send AAF. Him. Maybe. He'd be the Send MVP him. of the AAF. He would. That's interesting. Runs the read option, blows out both of his knees. R- plays wide receiver. He's better off. He is. You're right. Tanner. Better off. <laughs> Tannehill WR1. <laughs> Leads the league. So that'll be fun. So yeah, TDs. So those are our thoughts on the AAF. Do you have any thoughts, Maxina? Not on the AAF. Sorry. All right. Sounds good. Any closing thoughts on it? Let's see where it goes. All right. So, and then the XFL is coming up next year, so we can do this all again. Vince McMahon, baby. Market might get over his... If this not rock bottoms and the XFL, I ain't watching. <laughs> I'm not doing this twice in two years, but I will. Well, we can always just all go back to arena football if things go south. We can just all go back to the arena league. The Arena League. Philadelphia Soul, baby. I do have an Arena League team. You know, it's going to be AF Fantasy Football. Oh, I can't wait. That's what I'm here for. I'm drafting Zach Stacy number one overall <laughs> from my Memphis Express. Okay, I'm into the Express now. Wait, wait, I'm hopping on the train, baby. I am hopping on the train. All right, we're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we'll dive into mm, NBA stuff. We'll do NBA. I had to think about that for a second. We'll dive into some NBA stuff. I do want to get into that a little bit. I want to hop into what's going on there, the movement at the offseason, some, just some more stupid stuff going on with the Celtics. So we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we will see you all then. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. 
Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Myth. Wolves are dangerous to humans. Fact. You have a better chance of being hit by a meteorite than eaten by a wolf. Except if you wake up naked in the woods. If you're in an office relationship, make the very most of it. If you're in an office relationship, try to cool things off. Things may be moving faster than you want them to move. Who knows who this guy could be? He could be your husband. You should totally go for it and snag on to him and never let go. If you can't get out of the relationship, try to keep your distance. Stay apart. Do things independently of the other person. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you, so you got to get in one. An office relationship is something that you should avoid if you possibly can. This is Paul McCartney on behalf of Rad. If you're drinking, you can't drive my car or any car. Remember, if you're partying this holiday season, don't drink and drive. Got it? It's just not worth it. Doesn't make sense. Thank you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. yourself having sex you think you're going to erase it and you say you're going to erase it but you're not going to erase it and someone's going to find it it's just the worst worst idea you could do never ever tape yourself having sex i can't stress this enough Blasco Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge conveniently located at 1842 smith street north providence Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eyes. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. Alright, 90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Helmsley. Joseph Grizzle and Maxine Turcotte here with me. We were talking about the AAF. Hopping on the Express, baby. That's what I'm doing here. I don't know about you two, but this, this is a Memphis, this is a pro Memphis Express show here. 
All express all the time. Express going like however many games there are in one in the season. That's what they're doing. But good to have you some NBA stuff. You have some Celtics news. It's been a very typical week in the season, so we were chatting on that. If you want to chime in, do not forget to call in 401-456-9946 with any thoughts you might have. But with that out of the way, let's continue here. And this has been another typical week for the Celtics in a lot of ways. Um, it started out earlier this week. They're all talking about how they hate each other and don't get along, and they lose a bunch of games that they should win. And now they won a game, and Gordon Hayward looked good again. So I guess everything's fine. According to people who are optimistic, to me, though, I don't know what to say. Because once again, they win because they lose two games they shouldn't lose. They didn't. They hashtag didn't beat L.A. They look bad, really. They look terrible. I mean, they lost. They gave up a 28-point lead to the freaking Lakers. And let Rondo get it in. I let Rondo do that. Like I said, that was on Thursday. Last episode of this show was on Wednesday. Yeah, and they lose the Clippers, and now they... They beat the 76ers, who have looked great as of late since they acquired Tobias Harris. And now, I guess they all... And, like, now Marcus Morris, who, like, once again, five days ago was talking about how, like, none of them are friends and how they don't really get along and nobody's having fun. Nope, they won. Then he goes and buys everybody cheesesteaks. And I guess everything's fine again. So, and Gordon Hayward has a good game, and Kyrie's not there because they all clearly hate Kyrie. And... He's not playing again tonight against the Pistons, so maybe they'll string together two in a row, and we're all and I'm stupid and dumb for doubting them, but yeah, this has just kind of been the pattern for this team all season. And that's almost the thing, and I keep saying this. I kind of want to see them go on a losing streak, but then be okay. By it, be okay, you mean I mean lose like in not the talk finals. crap about each other. Not look like miserable doing it. Just lose. Be like, well, this sucks, but we're going to do better. And then do better. And then that's it. Because they keep not doing that. And it's almost like, I don't know what to take. Like, I don't know what to take out of this 76ers win. Because, yeah, great win. But then in, like, two weeks, they're going to lose to the Bulls or some crap. And then they're all going to be talking crap about each other again. And nothing's going to be good. The drama makes sure we have something to talk about. It does. Don't blow it. You're right, but it's just like this has been the whole year for this freaking team. Like I, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I'm not. Like it's just. I'll keep up with the Celtics before I keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> but it's just dumb. Like <laughs> it's just dumb. Kyrie's gone. They have one year to win a championship, and that's it. And Maybe they're not, they're not gonna put it together. It's gonna like, and then we, they start winning as soon as Kyrie goes out. We, we know the story. We know what's gonna happen. Yes, exactly. No, they're just gonna like. And then they'll lose some stupid game in like two weeks after the All-Star break. And then it's just like, oh, well, then they're like, we don't know how to play as a team. Yeah, yeah, we're all sad. And then they're going to win. They're going to be like, yeah, we we're, we're all love each other. Like, Hayward will start being terrible again. He'll just be a little like one for 11. One for 11, but he'll keep hoisting up. Everybody will clearly be upset that he's still playing because just because he's Brad Stevens' buddy. Which is the only reason he's still playing significant minutes at this point. He shines his shoes in Malone. Yeah, exactly. What, whatever conceivable reason, that's the only one. Like, and then, like, everybody else on the team knows that they're trade bait for Anthony Davis, and it'll just all fall apart again. It's just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I don't care. I don't care that he beat the 76ers. I don't care. It doesn't, it does not change a single thought about the team. Especially since they did it without Kyrie. Because they seem to sometimes play better without Kyrie because they don't like Kyrie. 
But Kyrie's their best player, and they need to all learn to get along. And I don't know what to, I don't know what the solution is anymore. But I know they haven't found it. So nobody tell me that they found it. Everybody needs to. I mean, yeah, we'll hear that every time they win a game. Exactly. No, we'll. Oh, they yeah, put absolutely. it together. Oh no, they will. We yeah. thought they put it together. That's what's when, happening. When yeah. Hayward finally yeah. seemed to, you he know. scored twenty eight points, great, and then in like two weeks he'll just be terrible. Yeah, because wh- he's still because he just can't get it out of his head that he broke his ankle once a year and a half ago. One. We all get one it for fourteen. We all get it. You broke your ankle a year and a half ago. You can get over it, you baby. Get over it emotionally. Cause he's fine. His ankle is clearly fine. Else he wouldn't be able to play the way he is able to play sometimes. But yeah, I'm just like, I, 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 I'm I getting a little annoyed with the Celtics. Well, I mean, I've been annoyed with the Celtics all year because they're dramatically underachieving and it's full of drama. But like, it's just like, it's just so predictable. It's just so predictable. Yeah, now they're all buddies. They're all getting their cheese steak. They're all ribbing each other about who puts Tabasco on them and who doesn't put Tabasco on them. They're following the general trend of the league. No. Predictability. Mm, so that's... And then the rest of the conference got better around you. So, you know, enjoy that. So... Yeah. Celtics are... Uh, like It's like the All-Star break's coming. Thank God, like... Now LeBron's going to go recruit Kyrie to go to the Lakers and, like, everybody else on his team... To go to the Lakers. It's going to be Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. They're and like, they're going to play with three players. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yes, but for, for real, though. That's exactly what's going to yes, happen. Yes, but you're right. That's exactly what's happening. Well, no, Kyrie's going to the Knicks, according to people I talk to, but whatever. But, like, Anthony Davis is going to the Lakers, and then they're going to tr- sign, like, somebody in free agency, like Clay Thompson or something, and that team is going to be fine. And then, and then they'll still lose to the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors will be broken up by then, because Clay and Durant are gone. And Durant then, went from being the nicest guy. Durant in the will be on the Knicks next year to public enemy number one. Yes, duh. Awesome. And then, and then it'll Love be Durant it. on the Knicks, and then it'll be like Steph and like Draymond and like maybe Demarcus Cousins. I don't know. Like trying to pull it together. Iggy will still be there. That'll be fun. Still like Iggy. Still on that train. Still an Iggy, still still an Iggadala stan after all these years. But yeah, like that, that's just what's happening. Like that's exactly what's happening. So I, I don't know what the solution is. Like it's just like they're not like they're not fixed. Like they still have all the same problems. They just beat the 76ers once. They just went and beat up on the 76ers to get them out of a losing streak. Because this team doesn't know how to lose. So, yeah, really, those are just my gen. I mean, that's it. Like, I go into like general NBA thoughts, but I just don't care right now. <laughs> I just couldn't care less about the NBA at this point. Like, the Celtics are just so difficult to root for right now. They're just so, so difficult to care about. It's maddening in a way. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like, we'll see where things go from there. But after that, like, the NBA will move up, will move right along. Cause that's all my NBA thoughts for the day. We got to do a little combined segment. So it's obviously there's uh, it was a, a lot of things going on in the NFL right now. A lot of things the last couple of days. First thing you today you broke to me that is um, Joe Flacco getting traded by the Ravens to the Broncos. Elite. Because John Elway Elite. is incapable of learning from his own mistakes. What do you got? Trevor Simeon, yeah. Case Keenum. Because. 
John Elway for a fourth round pick. Paxton be- Lynch. Because John Elway can't get it through his head that having just a kind of good quarterback isn't good enough when you have a defense that was good four years ago. Like, when you have the husk of a defense from four years ago, guess what? Like, you can't just bring in a game manager that doesn't work. Stop w- stop trying to do it. I wouldn't even give Joe Flacco a game manager anymore. Like, God, like, it wasn't it worked it worked with the husk of Peyton Manning, but those days are over. Didn't work with Trevor Simeon. It didn't work with Paxton Lynch. It's not gonna it didn't work with Case Keenum. Now Joe Flacco, like is Joe Flacco the difference maker? Yeah, dude's elite. Like, they're gonna be paying Joe Flacco and Case Keenum like a combined thirty million this year. So Joe Cause Flacco. Because John because Case Keenum's due like seven million and Joe Flacco's due like twenty something. So yeah, great management of the QB QB position, Elway. Case Keenum has better stats in almost every major category than Joe Flacco over the last two seasons. Does he? Like, B- barely. You, so QBR, uh, quarterback rating, you're looking at 84.2 to 84.1. And then, you know, more yards per attempt, more completion percentage, better, h- higher TD percentage. Joe Flacco is an absolute joke ever since he won that Super Bowl. Can't play, can't win. Nothing that he can do at all. He's just a terrible QB, and John Elway is just going to take everything this organi- organization has and just, you know, run it directly into he the just, ground. He just, he's just so obsessed. With, he just thinks he can just keep finding these one-year solutions at QB, and he can't because you can't do Who's that. Who's the worst quarterback on the market that I can pull in for the cheapest? It's not even the worst. It's just like, what? but then you're trading something for him. You traded something for a player that they basically broadcasted that they're going to cut. What are you doing? You gave them a pick for him? You give like kudos to the Ravens for getting something. They got something for Flacco. Are you kidding me? There were gonna be like 15 other mediocre quarterbacks on the market this year. You know, you want Nick Foles, you want Blake Bortles, you want Ryan Tannerhill. Like, what is is Joe Flacco like I just like cut above the rest of those? Yeah, you want Case Keenum? <laughs> Who they're gonna cut now? Probably, maybe, or not. No, no, they have a two-headed monster in QB. They're gonna try to trade him. Have a two, yeah, good luck. You know, luck. someone's gonna bite. Yeah, of course they will, because everybody's stupid. Everyone's ridiculous. Like God, like it's just, what are you doing? Eagles are gonna move on from Foles, well, start no, Wentz, and grab Keenum as a backup. I mean, maybe they might. I mean, why not? Like, why not? It's just Wentz goes down in case Keenum wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, why not? Love it, love it, absolutely love it. Get it to him. But it's just like, it's, what are you doing? Like, it's just, what, why are you giving up something for Joe Flacco? There is three good quarterbacks in the entire league. Virtually. There is nothing. You have nothing to gain by trading for Joe Flacco. No, you have to be the first guy to sign Joe Flacco. He was probably going to sign there anyway. Maybe. Or the Cardinals, but the Cardinals already. But you ha- really lose out if he doesn't sign there. No. <laughs> Just sign Tanner Hill or Foles instead and get the same exact thing. You plug any, you plug that hole with any subpar, any subpar yeah. QB, you're getting the same results. Yeah, you're not gonna win. So who cares? Like, why is John, is John Elway just convinced that Joe is John Elway just like the last Joe Flacco stand? Why don't they take a take a flyer on Colin Kaepernick? Why not? Why not? It's, it's just, why not? It's just stupid. Like you got Joe Flacco. Coming in Joe Flacco. Hey, but he won a Super Bowl. Like that's gonna be the solution. With like, the just, greatest he's just defense gonna, he's in gonna, the he's last gonna make a few, he's gonna make a few throws, and then the defense and the running game can win for him because that because that works. In twenty, what did he do fourteen touchdowns Who that cares? playoff run, zero picks. Who cares? 
Who cares about 2011? The equivalent of a hot goalie. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Joe Flacco and the entire... all this money. You can't throw a pass anymore. Completely forgot how to throw a pass. Yeah, Joe Flacco and the entire Bruins core still still coasting off of 2011. Great. Great, 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 great. Great stuff. So, yeah. So, guess what? If somebody hasn't been relevant... Case Keenum. If somebody hasn't been relevant since my freshman year of high school, maybe they're not your savior. I don't care. Fine. Let's go. Bring it. Yeah, Big Ben's fine. going too. AB's gone. Le'Veon's bo- gone. Big Ben's going to retire. Love it. Bring in Keenum. Freaking damn it. Let's go. Like Steelers absolutely falling apart. Hold on. We're not even, on- even going to get onto the Steelers yet. Like Just to stay on the freaking Broncos. It's just, oh my God. Like there are plenty of mediocre quarterbacks for people to grab this offseason. Plenty. There's a million of them. There's a thousand of them. And yet these stupid, stupid teams just keep doing stupid, stupid things. You're better off taking that fourth rounder. Honestly, you draft are. a QB. You and are. he probably turns out better than Joe Flacco. I mean, like, just yeah, just draft like Drew Locke and watch that blow up in your face instead of draft Kyler Murray and watch that blow up in your face. Like it's just it's better than paying the eighteen million. To it is. Joe no, literally, like, that's how badly they, he's going to be on the bench week ten. They're paying week for 10 Joe. Or less. They're playing close. No, but it's like they're playing close to what Aaron Rodgers is making for Joe Flacco, and they're playing paying a similar thing to what the to what's getting paid for Joe Flacco. Yeah, they're paying Joe Flacco a similar price to what. Aaron Rodgers. Is I actually name. thought it was a parody account initially. I was like, no way anyone moves for Joe oh, Flacco. Oh, 100%. Believe it. Are you kidding me? You know, they got that phone call, and they had to stop and wait a minute, put him on like, hold, wait, get like, a good what? laugh out, and yeah, they're like, like wait, are you serious? Really? You're going to give us something? It's fine. Take him out. We'll, we'll drive him down. Are you kidding me? Like, you want to give him a ride? Uh, crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. So that's stupid. Other stupid things going on in the NFL. Um, Antonio Brown... Yeah, we're supposed to talk about that. Trying to shoot his way. Yeah, he's been ready for this whole time. Trying to shoot his way out of, again, which I mean, I've known about. But now he's like, he's already making posts on Instagram, like saying goodbye to the Steelers. Which, yes. It's like which, the high school really? senior yearbook. Yeah, you're to say goodbye. Sign yeah, which, your name. Now I don't want him to get traded. I would love that. I 110% want him to not get traded. Can you imagine the post-game right. pressers? Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, I want it. I want it badly. I, want I don't even s- want to watch Steelers football. I just want to watch post No, I want to watch like Antonio Brown not leave. I want him to get. Oh. <laughs> I want them to make him stay there now. <laughs> I think I read something that they don't have the money. No, well they don't. It's well if they move and they're gonna have a bunch of dead money, but like they kind of have to at this point. Right. And I, I enjoy because I enjoy watching the, 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 the futility of the Steelers. I love it because the Steelers are the most hypocritical run organized. The, the Steelers just hit a bunch of points. Just hit a bunch of spots for me. That make me hate them. I just love how much talent they have, and they didn't do anything. And then they just it. still it's the greatest act, thing ever. Le'Veon Bell, still Bale, act like Antonio giant. Brown, and Mike just, Tomlin, the worst, and they have the most just, overrated. They coach just have ever. the ultimate hardo coach. I love it. Most like unnecessary hardo coach. Like Tripping Mike, players on the sideline. Like Mike Tomlin should just be coaching high school. Like, like it's great. I love it. I I love like I love seeing it. But Antonio Brown, like I don't I don't. Oof! I somebody they're gonna end up having to trade. They have to trade him. And they're gonna resist it, and they're gonna be like, "No, we don't have to. We don't have to do what the players they're gonna say." Want, like, and two ones, and then no, and then like all like the, then like all the old men Steelers fans on Facebook will be like, "Yeah, we don't gotta let the the players run things. You have to trade him, make him play for us." Can't let the inmates run the prison. <laughs> exactly, like that's gonna be all all the all the seventy year old Steelers fans. It's gonna be really mad and being like, just it's just gonna be so great. I just love it. I love watching bad things happen to the Steelers. I truly love it. I truly love it. Then next year, 
That next year Ben Roethlisberger has to do it by himself? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. He should have retired two seasons ago. I He's love like, I don't, it. I don't have it in me. You're done. I love it. He'll just quit halfway through the year. It'll be time for Mason Rudolph. Ah, oh, I love it. I honestly love it. Like, it's it's a little erotic, not even going to lie. Like, watching the Steelers just fail the way that they are because they don't know. Uh, and, like, yeah, like, some of this is on Antonio Brown. Like, he could probably calm down a bit, but they handle it so poorly because they, do, they don't hold these guys accountable at all the entire time they're there. And then guess what? When the guy starts acting like a child and you haven't done anything to try to stop that, guess what? This is what you get. Like, they made their bed with this, and I love it. They made their bed, and now they're suffering for it. And I just love it. And those are my thoughts on that. They're not complex thoughts. They're not detailed thoughts. I don't care where he's going to go. I don't, have a, I don't care about the list of landing spots for Antonio Brown. <laughs> I just can't wait for them to get underpaid for him. And then Le'Veon <laughs> to leave. And then just to watch Ben and his, his stupid, stupid fat man just fail, just failing miserably out there. And then blaming everybody but himself. And then Tomlin will just be so upset. And the Roonies will have to confront the fact that they are hypocrites. That they are a shadow of what their ancestors were. <laughs> And even what their ancestors were were hypocrites who enabled nothing but terrible things to happen. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So oh, deep. I hate the Steelers so much. So oh, so I absolutely despise the, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, you don't even understand. That's why I was like, when Jordan's like, oh, just talk about the Steelers. I'm like, really? Uh, of this, all things in the whole world. Yes, this is going to be wonderful. Sports. Jordan knows this is a spot for me. <laughs> Jordan knows how much I hate the Steelers. So this... This is lovely. This is this this is a great time to be alive for me. I mean, the Browns are about to win that division. I love year. that too. Fine. How crazy is that? Give it to them. I don't care. I'm on the Baker train. Like Baker Mayfield. Well, time to focus on the NFL the right Browns. now because I'm too knee deep in express season. But yeah, I mean, I can't. I can't get out of. You want to go down to an express game? Let's go. Right. That's to not that long of a drive. Not at all. How much are AAF tickets? I think they had no, probably like twelve bucks, and it includes a free beer. I'm sure. I mean, Memphis, you're talking a couple. That's not, that's not a terrible drive. That's like a 10-hour drive. No. 30,000 people in the first game. Not bad. 30,000 people for a league that I never I knew Memphis existed. Memphis live at Liberty Bowl Stadium. Uh, I'm in. Um, tickets against the Memphis Express at Orlando. Okay. San oh, we're going to Orlando now. Okay, well, San uh, well, Diego Fleet at Memphis. Two tickets. Yeah, they're like 30 bucks a piece. Let's go. I'm in. Well, hang on. How much for like... Yeah, these are not expensive. These are if you want like sideline tickets, they're like fifty bucks. If you want to sit like on this, it's like when I like to go to Revolution games, like very occasionally, just because I can, can pretty much get on the field for free. Just because, yeah, because I can sit at like tickets at Gillette that would cost like five hundred dollars for like twenty dollars, and you're like at the fifty, like in they, the first row. They're just begging for people to show up for them watch the revs. It's wonderful. I don't even care. I just like pretending that I'm at a Patriots game. Be like, damn, look at these seats, guys. And I said, don't even pay attention to the game. That's good for a Patriots first down. Because it's freaking soccer. It's the freaking MLS. Uh, yeah. yeah so now, not even now good the, quality now soccer. The, now the MLS is going to lose all their clout because now people have, have football to watch. <laughs> now people have professional football to watch. Yeah, so this is going to kill the MLS. The one time anyone would turn to soccer. Yeah, nope, can't do it now. You go watch the Memphis Express. 
Eight Ooh. games. Man. They're going to be dominant. How many games are even in the season? Like, how many games are in the season? I game? think it's a 10 game season. 10 games and uh. Three, Baby, they're going two, nine two, and one. Nine and one. Guaranteed. Write it down. Four, five, six. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, 10 games. 10 game regular season. So. That's funny. 10 more games than we had. That's nine more seasons. That's nine more games to root for the Express, baby. That just shows the power of football, man. Oh, yeah. I'll watch anything. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like I'm just like, this is just this garbage, garbage league. And I'm like, I'm ready. Bring it on, please. It's been a whole week. It was rough. Like, bring it. Like, they, they know what they're doing. This is smart. Like, this is, like spring football should not be that hard of a thing to pull off. So... Yeah, no, like for real, like that's it, like Memphis Express, baby, like hop on the train, <laughs> hop on the train, like get. Have We're real fans too. They got blown out. Oh yeah, no, We're right. here. We're yeah, from I'm the here from, I'm a day one. Like I can mark day this day. one. I'm a day one for the when they start the dynasty. Like that's it. I would have been on the ground floor. You guys don't know when Zach when, like, Mittenberger was the when, starter. Like, Brady retires and then wants to play more and goes and plays for the Memphis Express. Oh, Brady at 45, 46 playing for the Memphis Express. Yes. Yeah. Put it down. Log it in. All right. Any closing thoughts from either of you two about anything? Not a pinata. Anything from you, Max? Um, no. All righty then. All right. That'll about do it here for us here at the Stadium Experience. You've been listening to the Stadium Experience. We'll be back next week. I know, like I said, a lot of small things. Not enough to really sort of get a whole show, but we'll be back next week, 4 to 6 p.m. Next week is going to be the two-year anniversary special episode. Of the program, so I got I got to plan something for that. Last year was a good time. I don't know what we're doing this week, but I'll oh figure it out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Oh, big big deal. Oh yeah, get excited, everybody! An American institution, really, <laughs> really <laughs> celebrating its second year on the air. So I'll be here. We build Wednesday, our foundation on stone. Wednesday, four to six. I'll figure something out. I'll get some get some hot guests. Who knows? But I hope you'll be there. So to all you out there, have a lovely week. Have a lovely weekend, and I will see you next week for the two-year anniversary special of the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley.